Hey everyone, welcome to Pin the Q Podcast, episode 7 here with Chris Freeman. Um, excited about this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, it was a fun ride to Passaic. So we were at the uh, East Side Fire Headquarters, yep. the city of Passaic. Um, we'd stopped first. At the West Side. At the West, west side, side Fires. Yep. Met the brothers over there. Good guys. Uh, a lot of fun. Tell us what happened there. Something <laughs> happened in the hallway. <laughs> so one of the uh, young firefighters there. Uh, Rob, we'll leave it at that. Right. He was, uh, we have some nice pictures on the wall there in the hallway. And what did he say to us? Well, he said that there's the one picture there that hasn't been framed up right. in quite a few years. So they were put in a nice frame today with some glass. And uh, as he pointed to the picture and <laughs> just lightly touched it, it fell to the ground and crashed and smashed all the glass on the uh, on the ground. Yeah. You couldn't have planned that any better. No, that, that was uh, perfectly orchestrated. And yeah. what, what was more exciting was he said, well, I'll be right back. I'm going to get the broom. Yeah, jumped right on it. Awesome. So, uh, again, uh, what's awesome here about Passaic and the city was the um, the camaraderie. Yeah. Uh, I got here, had an awesome meal. Ridiculous. Yeah, they they do pretty good here. That, uh, that Tour was, 4's got some of the best cooks going. So. Yeah, so uh, Tour 4 at the East House. Yep. Right? So, Chris, why don't you tell everybody who you are and uh, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So, Chris Freeman, I was uh, 20, just over 25 years with the city of Passaic. Um, and honestly, Passaic, just fantastic place to be a firefighter. If you want to learn how to be a fireman, this is the place. Right, right. Uh, you know, as we discussed, there's different size departments in, in the state. Right. And just because of the dynamics here, you're you're going to go to work no matter right. what. There's a good fire load, a uh, lot, of, lot of runs, and you just... You learn very quickly how to be a fireman. There's really no place to hide, yeah. which is a great thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, you hear the brothers in there. Uh... Yeah, they're going at it in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, so tell me how you got into this. Like, How did you become a firefighter? Yeah, so I'm like that uh, storybook fireman. I grew up in it. It's family tradition for me. Right. I was that little kid running around the firehouse. Um, so to take it back, my great-grandfather, uh, he was on a job at Hackensack. My grandfather was... Uh, chief in Hackensack. Awesome. My father did 30 years here in the city of Passaic. Um, so I grew up with this. This is this And, is and your father retired as a... He was a chief here. So you're fourth generation. I'm fourth generation. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. So this, this place means a lot to me. Yeah. You know, it really does. Uh, I take a lot of pride here. Um, right. You know, and like I said, this was this was my childhood growing up. So right. it was great to be able to come here and, and get on a job here. It's awesome yeah. to follow your uh, your family's footsteps. Yeah. I mean, it's you. So you knew very early on, absolutely, th- that this was it. I've got all the pictures of you know as I'm a little kid and right. in the fire trucks and you know I got all the fire gear and all that stuff. So that's awesome. This is it. That's awesome. Yeah. So so basically, you didn't have a choice. Is what you're telling me? I didn't have a choice. <laughs> it, was, it was it was ingrained in me very early. So no, that's good. You know, and it's not a bad thing at all. No, no, definitely no. not. <laughs> so uh, what? So what happened? You took the civil service test, I'm assuming, and yep, I got very lucky. I took the right civil service test at the right time, and uh, so very young. I was 20 years old when I got hired here. Okay. Um, so I took the test, passed, waited a little bit, and uh, when I got the call, I was, you know, ecstatic. It was, it was the best thing. So uh, I got hired in April of '93. Okay. And uh, started the academy, and I was the youngest kid in the class. You know, it was only four of us, but I was the youngest one there. Oh, because you're one of four in the academy. One of four in the academy. Okay. Um, so it was, it was interesting, you know, right. to get on that young. So I went through the academy here, and uh, we used to run the academy right here in fire headquarters, and we did all our own training here, and it was 
it was amazing. It really was, right. um, especially at that young age. You know, being able to come into this this setting it was just great. Yeah. You know? so, so, wow. So, so ninety three. Yeah. It's changed a little bit since then, huh? Oh, quite a bit. <laughs> but it actually, we we had a change very early in my career. Right. Um, so, once we got done with the academy, and I got assigned to my first engine company, which is actually at the West Side Engine Four. Okay. Um, I was there for about a, a year, year and a half, and the state had offered up an early out bill for retirements. Right. Our department took a big hit with that. We lost about a third of our department in one fell swoop. Oof. So we were kind of forced to grow up very quickly yeah so i went from being the junior guy on a job to like overnight there was 30 guys under me which was wow. crazy so you're still crazy. learning the job yourself yeah. and now you have to mentor these young kids now coming you to mentor the young kids yeah yeah so okay. that's uh not an easy task not by any means and what was tough was when i started there were so many uh i want to say older but seasoned guys here right and a lot of them were war veterans a lot of them were carpenters and you know in the trades and stuff. Right. And uh, so to go from that, and they didn't let you get away with anything. I mean, as a young kid, you had to learn very quickly uh, what your place was in the firehouse. Right, the right. The chiefs at the time, the battalion chiefs, deputy chiefs, they really, uh, they made you learn not just the job, but what your role was in the firehouse, which was yeah, which great. I mean, that was ingrained in Miami. Absolutely. So important. And when you have a third of your department leave, Right. So quickly, you lose a lot of that. Oh, I was just um, going to, I was thinking the same thing. How much experience did you lose in, oh my God. like that? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's not something you can get overnight. No, not by any means. Right. So it was, it was a big adjustment. It was, not only did you lose senior firemen, but you lost officers. Right. So you had a lot of guys moving up now into officer roles that were still learning their way. Yeah, crafting your you trade. So, yeah. So the department itself went through uh, a big change then. Right. You know, it was really kind of redefining itself. And that's how we went on from there. Yeah. That's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's uh, it changes uh, it changes a little bit in the culture, right? I mean, yeah, it does. Um, Tell me a little bit about the culture here, Passaic. So, first of all, Passaic, and I'm going to steal a phrase. Sorry, Ray. It's a unique city. <laughs> See, Ray, everyone's taking your lines, man. <laughs> so, but it is because Passaic right. itself, it's a very diverse city. Right. Um, every kind of cultural experience you could ever imagine is here in this city right um just because of the makeup of the city itself so we see everything here and good and bad right you know, good and bad but every, everything is here and especially with especially with the food i mean oh. you say they eat here but you know <laughs> everything here is it's just fantastic yeah it is yeah but as far as the culture of the firehouse you have to learn very quickly how to adapt to different cultures because not everybody interacts the same way with right. the fire department. Yeah, you know, it's a melting and, pot. And it takes the older guys to teach you, you know, how you're speaking to someone or how you're dealing with someone. Some right. people, you know, you're not going to go up and shake their hand. Some people, you, you know, how you interact with them is very important. Yeah. You know, it's Chief Bruce Senior said, customer service. And yeah. trying to learn the customers here can be very hard. Yeah. Right. I mean, what you normally do with everyone might offend someone Absolutely. from a different culture and you just don't realize it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But being a melting pot itself, I mean, that, that's what makes Pasig so so great, you know. So uh, tell me a little bit about the the uh, the way uh, Pasig operates as a company. Yeah, sure. So the city of Pasig has four engine companies, two ladder companies, and a battalion chief as a tour commander. Okay. We run four different tours. Okay. Uh, there's roughly 22 to 24 guys assigned per tour, um, and you know that's basically what we have to go with. Um, 
we're not a large department by any means, but we're not the smallest department. So you're about how many firefighters? Uh, we're hovering right about 100 I okay. right now. You know, give or take. I know they just hired eight guys about two weeks ago. Cool. So that, that's great. You know, bringing yeah. new blood to the department. Right. Um, so as far as the companies like that, because of them, how many we have, you're going to go to work. Yeah. You're going to go to work. Like, yeah. You know, the way we operate, you get a structure fire. The companies are laying in from hydrants. Trucks are going to work right away. And we rely heavily on, on mutual aid. Right. You know, to be very honest with you, we, we get mutual aid right away from Clifton, Patterson, uh, Bergen County, the volunteer towns, Wallington, Garfield, Saddlebrook, Rutherford. They all work just seamlessly as they, you know, come into the town for fires. And, uh, and squared away departments, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Top-notch departments. Yeah, that's good. You know? So you get to meet and network with a lot of different firefighters from around. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's an interesting mix, wouldn't you say, the, uh, the career volunteer combo? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, actually, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's an interesting mix. And, again, being a volunteer myself down south, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Trying to integrate that. There used to be a lot of animosity. Right. You know, glad to and see that's going away. It is definitely going away. Right. And I tried real hard as I was coming up through the ranks to get the guys to realize. You now it always used to be all oh, the volunteers, the volunteers. What's the problem with the volunteers? And it's just not the case. You right. Know? As I tried, I tried to explain to them, working a 24 and 72 schedule. Right. I'm basically working 90 some odd days a year. Right. I take that down. I don't count sick days, vacation days, none of that stuff. Right. And how many days am I here? So, depending on how many shifts your fire's catching, your company's catching, um, you're not really making all of those. But the right. volunteers, they're coming in every single day, every single tour, taking in all the fires, taking in all the cools. Right. they got a tremendous amount of experience. The volunteers up here are extremely busy. They do a lot of fires, and they're very well trained. Right. You know? And I'd crawl down a hole with any one of them anytime. That's you know? awesome. It's, it's, they're fantastic. Can't say enough good stuff about them. And, and it's good that... Like I said earlier, it's good that it's uh, it's start you're starting to see more and more of that buy-in, yeah. you know that the inner interdepartmental training and and stuff. That's yeah. good. But like I said, a big part of it is a lot large portion of our department they volunteer in their own towns too. Right. You know, it's you're gonna find when when guys come in here, the the training they've had before it really steps up the game here. You know, it, right. it forces guys that weren't volunteers they want to learn more. Yeah. You know, I've seen over the last ten years the recruits that have come on. They just take more and more steps to educate themselves, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah, I know that. You know, obviously, it's something we're going to talk about later. But I know that's yeah. something you're uh, you're certainly involved in with training. So yeah, absolutely. That's that's good. <laughs> so, uh, so tell me about this uh, this this piece behind you. Uh, ladder two, yeah, our tiller. It's your baby, right? That's, that's my baby. Um, the tiller man is the best job in the fire department, no right. matter what. Um, I spent nine years on this truck as a firefighter. Okay. And then I got promoted to lieutenant, and it was, I go be on the engine for a while. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then I got lucky enough as a lieutenant to come back here for three years. And uh, it's it's a fantastic piece. It's You can get into a lot of tight spaces. Right. You can do a lot with this truck, and the tiller man has the best view in the world. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like up there? It's, uh, it's definitely a, an experience because right. you're up there and – Aside from, if you have a good driver, he'll pull you through anything. Right. And that's what it is. These guys, between the driver and the tiller man, there's no intercom systems. Oh, there's not? In Pacific. No. Oh, wow. No. The spare tiller we have, it does have an intercom system, but okay. this truck does not. And uh, so it's all reliant on the beeps. If you need the guy to stop, you beep. If you need him to back up, you give him three beeps. And, uh, no kidding. Yeah. So the trust right. has to be there between the driver and the tiller man. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, if the tiller man hits something, it's the driver's fault. <laughs> 
That's good so, to know. Yeah. yeah. That was another thing. When we came here, um, it was awesome. You, you gave me a tour of the city, so I got to see some of the, the way that the city's laid out. Yeah. And uh, as soon as we walked in, uh, the door here, you go, oh, yeah, and by the way, we have two tillers here. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. You showed me the other despair tiller. Yeah. And um, and this, this your baby behind us. So yep. that's pretty neat. Yeah, and it's really, you know, unfortunately, when the when truck one, the town lot has to go out for service or something. Right. They'll put the second tiller in to see, to see two tillers going around town. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's really cool. It is. <laughs> and uh, see, I didn't realize after, you know, uh, speaking to Ray in episode five from Harrison, and now you're saying the same thing, I didn't realize how much... Uh, the tillerman got to do i always just thought they drove the tiller i didn't realize they actually got and got to do a lot more stuff yeah and you know and for sake is because of our makeup and because we have to be aggressive right um, again we got a lot of tight buildings big buildings uh high occupancy load we got to be aggressive so explain the, that to me as far as what the, the, the makeup the, of the city uh, the dynamic uh the way you're talking about it, you have to be aggressive right away explain yeah, that so me. so for sake uh again it's three and a half square miles okay uh on the books for about 75,000 people. There, there's definitely more than that. Right, um, right. So we're a very uh, heavily populated urban area. Okay. Our buildings are right on top of each other. Oh, I see exposures. A yeah. lot of the time our exposures are a foot, two foot. Oh, wow. You know? Um, so we have to be aggressive. We have no choice but to be aggressive. We have to get in there. We have to put the fire out. We've got to do our searches. So it really makes you step up your game. Right. So everybody has a role to play. And the Tillerman... Uh, a lot of times, when you have a short-staffed truck, really all you can do is, is initially, when you first arrive, is basically be a recon team. You okay. know? If I can give the chief some good information from the fire floor, from the roof, and from the rear, right. that's going to help him make his decisions as far as where we're going. So when I was the officer on the ladder, my tiller man, his job was, you've got the rear of the building. You're the outside vent man. Okay. He'd go to the rear, he'd do his recon, see what he has. If he had to go to work, had to right. throw ladders, he'd do it. And if not, he came back around front and hooked up with the chauffeur, and that was their team. And I'd be inside doing search on the, on the uh, fire floor, and my partner was the engine officer because that's where the nozzle man was. You know, that's, that's just the way our makeup is. Right. So, you know, an engine officer is a, it's a great position because you're the nozzle man. You're, you're yeah. putting that, out the fire. That's you know? definitely uh, that's different. Yeah, that's absolutely. different. And that's why when you're saying you have to be more dynamic, I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about, right? I mean, yeah. it's... You know, there's, there's all these great uh, training things on forcible entry and and uh, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, in a city like this, you're going to be doing that yourself. Right. You know, my engine officer, who is my partner, but he's stretching the line, getting water charged. So I'm forcing a door by myself. Right, right. So you really need to be up on your techniques. And the truck officers here, yeah. and the, the truck firefighters, they, they're real damn good at their job. Awesome. You know, they get into a lot of places. It's, so you were saying that, you know, your engine's forward laying most of the time, right? All the time, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so operations in the city of Passaic are, if we have a uh, confirmed structure fire, okay, engines approach from opposite directions. Okay. They'll grab a hydrant, and there they go. Uh, catch that. That's the third run, um, third run. And they'll, uh, they lay right in towards the fire. Right. Um, they'll leave room for the ladder. Ladder is in front of the building. Right. Yep. So that's the. Uh, so that's the third run that we've had since we since uh, you've been here. Since yeah. we've been here, yeah, it's busy. It's a busy, uh, busy house. It's a busy house, busy yeah. department. I, say, uh, I think right now they're on uh, forty-seven hundred runs. Forty-seven hundred. They'll easily break five thousand and change yeah. by the end of the year. So that, that's 
it's a busy deployment. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, it's good. It always keeps things moving. So that's why I say, if you're going to be a firefighter, SIG's a great place to, yeah. to do that because you're going to work. This is a great recruiting video. Yep. You know, you could, <laughs> this could be an easily recruit, uh, recruiting video for the yeah. city. Yeah. All right, so, um, again, I, I, I like that. Uh, I like the complexity of the city. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it makes, uh, makes for fun firefighting. and it You does. have to learn quick. You got to learn quick, and also, Passaic's an old mill type of type of city. So okay. we have everything from large industrial complexes to multiple dwellings, four and five story multi dwellings, twenty two story high rises. Wow. Um, you know, so we have every type of building in the city. Right. And you know, it really makes you learn. I mean, I have friends that are firefighters in FDNY. Got the same buildings, right. same areas, same fires, but they're doing it with six guys on a rig. Yeah. And plenty of times they said to me. How do you do it? And a squad, and a rescue, <laughs> yeah. and a battalion chief, and yeah, and it, it you just you get it done. Right, you right. You really just have to get it done. That's awesome. Um, so you earlier mentioned to me that uh, that you made lieutenant. So tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, sure. So I did uh, in 2004. Okay. 2004, I got promoted to lieutenant. Um, got assigned to actually the training division as a brand new lieutenant. Wow. Uh, did a short short stint there. And then I came back out to engine company too. Uh, Tell me what that was like being an officer on, uh, on the engine. <laughs> officer on the engine was was fun, you know. Again, because you're the nozzle man, you're, you're getting it done. But the nice thing was at that time, engine two was the mutual aid engine, so yeah. we weren't just doing fires here. We were going right. to Clifton, we were going to Patterson, we were going all over the place, and we were uh, we were getting a lot of work. So we're, right. it was a busy engine company, which was great. So my firefighters, they got a lot of experience really quickly. Um, and they, they learned. They learned how That's to be awesome. good pump operators, learned how to, how to interact with other departments. Right. And a lot of those guys that worked for me, they're all officers now. They're lieutenants, captains, uh, once battalion chiefs. So, I mean, that, that's a great thing. Yeah. You know? Is it, tell me what it's like to see that, uh, these guys and girls moving up. That, that's, it's a very proud feeling. It's almost like a proud father type right, of feeling. Right, right, right. Um, I've actually had a couple guys call me up when they came out high in a promotional test. Hey, it's a proud papa type of feeling. It's like, yeah. Damn straight. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah, because you uh, leave a legacy behind. And then yeah. the fact that they're calling you, though, that means something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've impacted them at some point in their, in their career that yeah. they wanted to make sure you knew yeah. that they got promoted. And that's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's awesome. Yeah, You can't absolutely. put a price tag on that. No, you can't. You uh, really can't. So, I, uh, like I said, I did a... Did about 10 years as wow. an engine officer. And then all of a sudden, a spot opened up actually on this shift, Tour 4, Ladder 2. And I jumped at it. Oh, yeah. I jumped at it. I said, yeah, give me, give me the truck. Engine's great, but give me the truck back. Because as a truck officer, you're you're in there. You're getting it all done yeah, yeah. prior to the water. You know? Right, right. <laughs> and right. just the dynamics of the job itself, because you're doing so much. Our, our ladder companies are set up as rescues for the most part. Okay. We do the extrications. We do all the, the any kind of technical stuff that has to be done. So... There's really a lot more to do, right. you know? and that was always my purpose. I was always love being on the truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's, uh, I'm on the truck. It's a Quint, but um, I'm on the truck quite a bit, and uh, yeah. I, I love it. You know, yeah. I love being more. And for me, I don't know. Obviously, it's not a tiller, but um, <laughs> in the Quint where where I work, it's you're able to do a lot with that truck. Yeah, you know, and yeah. which is nice for us because there's only four of us. Right. You know? Well, really three because you got the chauffeur. Yeah. So three of us are always doing, you know, doing something quickly, you know, um, but but that's uh, that's good, man. Yeah. So tell me about your uh, what what's your uh, what's your best experience so far? Oh, without a doubt, um, I was lucky enough to actually go work with my father. No kidding. When he was 
captain. You know, I'd cover a couple shifts. We couldn't work on the same shift. Okay. Permanently assigned, but I would cover up on his shift for different guys. Awesome. Um, so honestly, one of my best experiences. Yeah. He was a uh, deputy chief at the time. Okay. And we changed shifts at eight o'clock in the morning. Right. Deputy chief used to change at seven thirty. So it was 97, 98. I was a firefighter. I was covering the shift before him. Okay. And uh, about 7.30 in the morning before shift change, before structure fire comes in. And the fire was not too far from the west side where we were. And they talk about people jumping out the windows and all this stuff. So I'm on the tower ladder, and we come up the block, good column showing. You can see it's a good fire. As we turn the corner, two-and-a-half-story frame, it's blown out the front person on a roof because of a shift change and two deputies my father and the other covering deputy got in the car together right they pull up i watch him jump out of the car grab a contractor's ladder off a truck throw it up to the roof and pull this guy off the roof to safety and i'm sitting there in awe like look at this like this that's is a, that's awesome you know man. this you was my hero that. growing up and now i get i'm actually doing it with him side by side that was awesome that, that, that was awesome that's amazing man it really is that gave really me chills is. yeah what an awesome story dude it is yeah, and then um, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'll, I'll never forget that. And it was nice because uh, the newspaper at the time, they'd come down and they did right. a little story about it, you know, because it was good. So I had that actually framed up in my house. Oh, was, cool. Yeah. That's but, cool. Yeah, that, that'll always be with me. It's a great, great experience here. That's it. That's, that yeah. is really awesome, man. That's, uh, yeah. again, it's, like I always say, and everybody makes fun of me uh, when they watch the shows, but you can't. You can't put a price tag on it. You know, those are the kind of experiences that you you live with forever. Absolutely. I mean, here it is, 2018. You're, you're talking about it. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And don't get me there. Were, there's a lot of great times here. Right, right. There really is. But be, being able to uh, to work with your father is just that's that's something. There was actually a video when there's a, used to be a photographer in town. There's actually a video after the fire, and right. it's got the two of us walking down the street together. And oh, I, cool. I always wanted to reach out to him and try and get that. I just can't. I don't think he has it anymore. But oh, I that's remember awesome. seeing that. Yeah. Well, if you're watching this, look yeah, for that video. Ronnie, if you got that video, send it <laughs> over, man. <laughs> I hope, listen up, Ronnie. That's good. Um, so, obviously, you know, uh, we all have good experiences. Um, tell me tell me your worst experience, bro. Yeah. Well, my, my worst experience is actually two experiences. Okay. Uh, two terrible experiences that kind of both interact with each other. And uh, first one was was May sixth, ninety seven. Okay. We uh, we lost six children in one shot right around the corner from this firehouse on Hamilton Avenue. Um, we actually sat. We were in the firehouse. We didn't even know fire was going on. And one of the news copters was over, and we saw the building come up on the TV. It's like, wow, that looks familiar. And then one of our officers who was on the road just started calling out on the radio. We got working fire, and uh, we pulled up to the building. It was, it was well involved in the first floor. The kids were up in the third floor rear, and guys made a, a tremendous effort to get to them. They were throwing ground ladders, uh, you know, trying to get up there every way they could. But uh, just circumstances didn't work out. The, and I, I think I talked about the dominoes, right? Yeah. Um, when something bad goes wrong, there's always one thing and then another thing and another thing. So uh, I kind of refer to it as the dominoes start to fall, and that's what happened here. You know. You, First hydrant was a, was a dead hydrant. We had to delay notification because nobody had called right away. And the dominoes just started to fall. And, right. uh, you know, the guys made it made a hell of a try, and they got up there, and they got four of the kids out right away. But unfortunately, they didn't make it. And, you know, the last two we found a little bit later on. But it was it was rough. Um, yeah. But at that fire, the firefighter on the engine company, uh, Al Torado, he was a nozzle man. Uh, 
they happened to have four guys that day, so it wasn't the officer. Right. But the officer that was with them was right next to him, uh, and they were in the door of the fire department. And they're trying to keep it back, and uh, they just—it was in the walls. It was going all over the place, balloon frame, and uh, you know, circumstances ended up bad. Right. Um, we all kind of took it pretty hard, you know. You talk about PTSD and counseling, and there really wasn't—that no. wasn't there at the time. No. You know, I'll be honest with you when. The fire was 6 o'clock at night. By 10 o'clock, they kind of just said, all right, guys, you're done for the day. Go home. Yeah. And that was it, you know? So I can, I can remember very clearly we were here, and uh, we were upstairs in the bunk room, and Al, myself, and a couple of the firefighters, and we're, uh, we're talking about the fire. Right. You know, just back and forth, and it hit him hard. Al was a, was a mail carrier in town. He, he grew up in this town. He knew everybody here. He right. could have been the mayor, you know? So it, it hit him really hard. And he swore, never again. It's not going to go down like that again. So, you know, that, that was a rough call. Six children, I mean, that's... Yeah, it's a, that's, that's tough. That's, yeah. a, that's a big gut punch. Yeah, it really is. And again, for me, I'm, I'm a young kid. I wasn't really exposed to that before. And, right. You know, we had fatalities, one here, one there, but six is like, wow, you know? Yeah. And to be honest with you, at first, I didn't even realize. I can remember because I was the chauffeur on ladder two, and me and my officer had gone up to the front of the building, the other guys were in the rear, and uh, when everything was said and done, I can remember one of the police officers, uh, Andy White, come up to me and says, bro, we lost six. So six what? Six what? With six kids. And I was like, it was yeah. like, man, that, that, that's, that's rough. That's not, you know, it's not supposed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, so like I said, it hit him pretty hard. It hit us all pretty hard. Yeah. But um, flash forward to May 9, 2001, and similar situation but this time it's 8.30 at night Okay. and reported structure fire down on Marcus Street which is right around the corner from the firehouse and reported kids trapped and that night Al was working on ladder two and uh, you know we got there did we had to do but the dominoes started to fall again between bad hydrants and hose getting caught up under doors and just the dominoes were falling it was getting worse and worse very quickly and uh, at the end of the day Al did the primary search in the fire floor and him and his partner were going to move up to the next floor, and Al got ahead of him. And uh, unfortunately, he got cut off. There was a collapse of the floor in the rear apartment. He was trapped in the bedroom. Uh, he gave his mayday, right. you know, three times. Unfortunately, our communication setup here was was overwhelmed. Companies right. calling, coming to the scene. There was a lot going on. And uh, you know, unfortunately, Al Al perished up there yes. on the third floor. And I'm to this day, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced that. What had happened back in 97 was still within that night. I mean, listen, when you got a report of people trapped, children trapped, right. you're going to go get a job uh, uh, done. Absolutely. No doubt about it. You're not thinking about what could happen to you. But when you have that experience in the back of your head, right. what kind of decisions are you making? You know, um, you just don't know. You don't know what could have happened. But unfortunately, we know it did happen. Now, you know, you, you know your friends with Al or one of your brothers, I mean... You think in his head he was thinking, there's no, no way I'm leaving this building without these kids. Damn straight. Damn straight. There was no way he was going to leave that building without the kids. Yeah. Um, so he was going to search everywhere. He was going to get the job done. He was going to give 1,000%, which is what he did. Right. He made the ultimate sacrifice for that. Um, and at the end of the day, the children were found. They were out of the building prior to our arrival. They were across the street. Mm. Just bad circumstances all the way around. Yeah. You know? Um, and that, that never left me. That was always with me in my head. Um, Al was a great, fantastic guy. He was a Marine, served in the first Gulf War. I said he was a mail carrier in town, right, grew right. up in this city. 
He actually lived behind, when I lived in Clifton, he was the next block behind me, so I used to run into him all the time. Just a great guy, and then we worked in the same shift here, uh, right up to about 2000. Didn't he give you your first job? And Yep, working at the Clifton Movie Theater. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was, <laughs> so, I was a manager, and it's funny because he impacted so many people as a manager of that movie theater. Oh, yeah. There are so many people that walk around the streets today that I remember what Al did for him. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, our mayor, Hector Laura, he, he tells a great story about when he went to the movies as a you know, young teenage kid. Right. And maybe got into a little bit of trouble and Al put him on the right path. And here he is today. You know, he's running the city. That's you know, awesome. So he had, had such an impact on him. And that's you know? literally when you actually had to go to the movies. Yeah, you had, that's, you had that's to That's how you movies. saw a movie. Yeah, there, there was no holding uh, it up on, on no, videos or, no, no. you know, was Blockbuster a, was, you know, not even a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was way back. And yeah. um, Al had children, right? Yeah, Al had four children. And, uh, you know, again, just aside from the fact that it was Al, um, you know, again, we had worked together. He had gotten hired off the same list as me right before me. Uh, I can remember the, the next night after it happened. We were myself and another firefighter were assigned to his house as liaisons, you know, for whatever right. they need. Whatever they need, you're right? And uh, I can, still to this day, that was. Um, I can remember being outside the house and I can hear his daughter screaming, you know, I want my daddy, and uh, that that never left me. No. That that voice is always still right back here, in the back of my head, and uh, that was, that was tough. That was tough. I I really. It put me into a bad place for a long time. Very bad taste in my mouth. Right. And people that knew me here could see I was kind of, I was I was off. I was angry. Yeah. You know, I was I was disgruntled. And uh, I'm I'm going to drop a name here, but a great fireman here, a great mentor, whose name was John Lewis. He uh, he had said to me the one day, you know, what are you doing? Why don't you come out to FDIC? Just come out there. Said, All right. Yeah, I, I can do that. But. You know, it was, it was priced at the time. I paid my own way. Got in my right. pickup truck. I drove out to Indianapolis. And uh, I can remember getting out there and took some great classes. But what hit me most was there was a, a firefighter, Jeff Shoup, from from out there, uh, from Cleveland, I believe. And he just sat there and just talked to me for like four hours straight. Nothing, not like counseling. I just Right, just talking. Brother to brother. Like we're talking. doing right we now. Had some beers, you know, and some of the stuff he said to me, really kind of like snapped me out of it for the most part. Really kind of a strange man. It just took him sitting and talking to me for like four hours, you know, and it really helped me a lot. And funny thing is, two years ago, I'm out at Harrisburg at the Fire Expo. Right. And uh, there's a great bunch of brothers out there now that are doing this uh, Art of Firemanship conference, hands-on training. Cool. So we're in a hotel, and uh, all of a sudden he walks in. I hadn't seen him since I was out in Indy. No okay. I said, Jeff Shoup, right? He goes, yep. I said, you have no idea how you saved my career. And he looks at me like, what? I said, I had come to you. We just lost uh, Al Torado, and I was in a bad place, and you just talked to me. You just talked to me for four hours, just brother to brother, and uh, you changed my path in, this, in the fire service. And here I am, you know, 23 years later at the time. Wow. And he's looking at me like, really? <laughs> you know, and it was definitely and he made a difference, man. Just, isn't that what it's all about? Absolutely. I mean, really, at the end of the day, yeah. um, it's not about the patch or rig. It really, it, no. it's all about that, man. It is. It's, yeah. all, it's all about the brotherhood. Yeah. You know, think about it. What, what other job can you go show up in a firehouse anywhere, anywhere in the world? Yeah. In your family. You know, yeah. it was cool <laughs> when we were uh, inside having dinner. Um, it was awesome, obviously, to be around the brothers and the sisters in there and just yeah. 
you know, being at that table being part of that, being yeah. part of your family for tonight. And uh, I know it was special for you to come back tonight and, and be with them. And yeah, it really was. It, it was uh, it was good. But the, the one story uh, your brother told in there about uh, being hurt out in New York. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, here he is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, Joe, he... Uh... <laughs> gotta love this place uh, uh, <laughs> that's <button>. awesome <laughs> oh that's amazing um so he got hurt right and then what happened <laughs> so he, he's, he's got a house up in new york state and he was building a tree house for his kids right and uh he was trying to get that last roof shingle on for the day right right fell out of the tree landed on a uh, pile of logs broke his back Oof. basically crawled out of there so he ended up in a hospital out in uh mill nowhere in new york right right and one phone call was made and next thing you know there's brothers there. That's awesome. He'd never met them before. He didn't know them from anybody. Right. But they're there because one of their own was hurt. And that's that's the awesome part about this brotherhood. The actual Absolutely. that's that is the brotherhood. That, right Absolutely. There. You don't even know these guys and they're showing up at your bedside, like just to be there for you. And think about it. I mean, they don't even know you. You saw that last year when that Dallas firefighter was killed in a helicopter oh, crash yeah. in New York. Remember yes. That? Yes. And what happened? The FDNY yep. gave him a firefighter send off back to his back to his home. You know, how, how do you goosebumps, man? Absolutely. And, and they were like that. They're yeah. there. You, you know, know, not knocking like bank tellers or nothing, but right, right. you can't like walk into a bank in, you know, Indiana and you know you're gonna get that kind of treatment. No. Hey, what kind of money counter you use? No, it's no, you know, definitely not. But you walk into a firehouse. Right. Hey, brother, where are you from? And you start talking, and that's yeah, that's a great thing. Just yeah. just coming in here, uh, yeah. you know, everyone in there was like, hey, brother, how you doing? I mean, yeah. you know, it was all pounds and you know, welcome, yeah. welcome. Yeah. And uh, breaking my chops, which was awesome, <laughs> you know. I, that's when you know you like truly feel yeah. welcome is when they start, you know, busting chops a little bit. So and like and, everybody says, the kitchen yeah. is the, the great equalizer. You it, know, there's no rank in the kitchen. Right. You know, except for the chief. Yeah, but right. the, like I said, the chief fires a shot. It's fair game. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so the battalion chief here, he started yeah. to fire a couple shots. Yeah, and, he was know? good. He was funny. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> he was funny. He made me laugh. He was a good guy. But but again. I, I saw exactly what you're talking about. Everyone in there was all on the same level, you know, all on the same level, which yeah, was cool. Yeah, and that's the great thing about Passaic. I mean, it's, right. it's a it's a bigger department, but everybody's they're tight. They are tight. Right. You know, and especially shifts like this. This this is a, a great house. It's a great shift in general, but this is a very tight house. A lot yeah. of these guys have been together for a long time. Right. Right. You know, before I came here and after I left, they they've been here together for a long time, and it's it shows. It's a second family. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's definitely a second family. So, um, when you're speaking of Al and and, uh, and his children, um, is any his legacy wasn't left behind, right? No, not by any means. Uh, his daughter Angie, she's actually a lieutenant now with the city of Clifton. Awesome. Uh, next town over. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Just a tremendous firefighter. Right. Has a great reputation as a firefighter. She's going to be a great officer. I see her going, you know, very high in that department. Awesome. Which is great. And uh, as my understanding, his son had taken the test too. Uh, one of his sons so great see what happens with that but uh yeah that's that's a great thing you know the name lives on tradition lives on i'm sure he's looking down so proud of her yeah you know so proud of her which is fantastic what 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 was it like for you when you when you found out she was a a firefighter when i when i heard she got hired it was it was a tremendous amount of pride right you know you would have thought she was you know your, your own daughter um guys here went over there to support her when she got sworn oh, that's awesome you know which which is great yeah that's um, awesome and you know she she cut her own path over there which is yeah a wonderful thing you know and and you know 
how proud is he looking down, seeing yeah. his daughter? You know, and and to me, what strikes me, she lost her father doing this job. Yeah, and yeah. she's stepping right into it. Absolutely, it says a lot. Absolutely, you know, that, that says a lot about what she thinks about what he was. Yeah, you know, he was dad, but he was also hero. Yeah, and you know, when you when you listen to her talk, she. No different than I was, you know. Right, right. Her father used to take her to jobs to buff the jobs. You know, right, see right, smoke, right. smoke column coming up. Hey, let's go take it in. Yeah. You know, there's some great pictures of her as a, as a young girl here at the firehouse. That's cool. Which was great, you know. So it must have been special for her too when she got when she graduated and have a you know the Passaic absolutely firefighters there for. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he was happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was a big mural on the wall, which yeah. I'll show um, yeah. on the podcast. But that's a pretty cool mural. It's yeah. a great mural, yeah. uh, you know. Again, one of the members painted that uh, shortly afterwards. Cool. You know, and that, that goes along with the monuments. And right, the, the monument on front. Right, right. Yeah. That's so good. We remember, we remember them. Yeah. That's good. You we actually to... have all our recruits uh, when they're in the academy every morning. They do push-ups, and they've got to sound off all ten names of the line of duty deaths from the city for sake. Awesome. Going back to the beginning of the department, which makes it so they never forget. You know, right, which right. is so important. Yeah. You know, ten push-ups doesn't sound like a lot, and then one for the job, but you know. It ingrains into the head how serious this job is. Yeah. What can happen? Yeah, the danger is real, and Damn it, you know it's not. <laughs> you certainly can't be taken lightly. No, not by any means. Yeah. Not by any means. So speaking of daughters. Yep. <laughs> right. Um, tell me about what you're dealing with right now. Sure. So my daughter Caitlin. Okay. Um, she decided. She came to me back in the spring and said, "You know, I think I want to. I want to be a firefighter too." Cool. You know? So I'm a volunteer down in Oka Harbor in Ocean County, okay. and we have a junior firefighter program. So I, I'd said to her, you know, that's great, but I want you to understand the responsibilities. I want you to understand what goes into it and really think about it. Right. Come back and ask me again. So she did. And a couple months later, she came back to me and said, no, I really want to I really want to do this. Well, she had a friend that was doing it too. Okay. So uh, she did. So we brought her down and got her signed up. So now my daughter, Caitlin, is one of our junior firefighters. She'll go to the academy in August. Should be 18 in February. So cool. uh, that was big, but I made sure she understood. She's carrying on a lot. You, know, you come well, number one. You come in as a fifth generation firefighter. Yeah, that's, that's that's big. Yeah, but more importantly, I wanted her to understand what she's representing now. It's not it's not just her. You know, you you once you put on that that shirt that, yeah. that emblem, you're, you're representing a lot. Right. So when she came into the firehouse, Lenoka Harbor has a, a watch desk um, with a journal on there. We st- still keep a journal of all our runs. And the book goes back to June of 1950. Wow. So every member that's gone to calls is in that book. You made her understand. You're now going to be in this book. You'll be part of the history of this department. Right. So how you carry yourself and what you do is so important. Yeah. You want people to look at that book and see, you know, Kay Freeman was on a call. What are they going to say about you? Yeah. You know? I'd taken a class years ago with uh, Bobby Morris on forcible entry. And one of his big things he told you is, your reputation is everything in this job. Oh, 100%. Everything. It 100%. takes years and years to build a good reputation and seconds to tear it down. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> so what is your what is your reputation going to be here? You right. need to understand that. And then I made sure she understood seniority and the history of our department. Good. That good. the older guys, the senior guys, right. they may not be doing everything you're doing. As a new firefighter, as a, as a junior, as a recruit, there's so much more you have to do than they do. But guess what? They've done it already. Mm-hmm. They've been there. They've done that. Right. They get your utmost respect no matter what. You know. You could hear other guys arguing in the firehouse, talking bad about them. They get your utmost respect because they've been there. They've done that. And 
they can teach you so much. Yeah, so they get your utmost respect. You know, that's no that's what. good. That's good. Yeah. You know, um, so she's been she's been training with you, right? Yeah. So since August, um, she's been training with us. What was it like for you to see her in, in gear for the first time? It was it was a little strange at first because right. um, the gear's a little big on her. Right. <laughs> but we'd actually taken in our first call together. Oh, you um, did. Yeah. We had gone to a smoke in the building, and she was in the back. And by us, the juniors are allowed to get on the rigs. Right. Can't take a seat for a you know, regular firefighter, but if there's a space they can get on, and they've okay. got to stay with the chauffeur. Right. They stay there, stay out of, out of danger. So we'd taken in the call and everything, and uh, when we got back, the guy that was driving, uh, Jeff, goes, hold on a second. You guys got to get in front of the rig. Took a nice picture of yeah. us right in front of the rig of our first call together. That's awesome. Which was great. And did uh, that bring you back? It did. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. You know? And I was, I'm super proud of her. I really right. am. I know my, everybody in my family is. Yeah. You know, and I hope she, uh, I wish her a long and healthy and safe career. Yeah. You know, volunteer, paid career, whatever it is. You know, well, she has big shoes to fill, and not just because yeah. you're tall and huge, <laughs> but because of who you are and your reputation you have. I will say this. Um, when I announced her, your podcast and you were coming on, I can't tell you how many people called me text me sent me messages great guests outstanding yeah. job couldn't have, you know couldn't have picked a better person and I, oh, I, I agree. appreciate that and, and you know uh it's good that people say that and again you said your reputation is all you have and it's it's true mm-hmm. i 100% believe that but i saw it here you know when we came here and when they saw you and their you know their eyes lit up they were happy to see you all, nothing but hugs and happiness i mean right. that can't be faked you know what I mean? You can you can you can smile, hey, don't bro, but I can tell when it's genuine and everybody in there was happy to see it. I mean, the first thing they did was grab the PA and make an announcement, <laughs> you know, that you were here in right. in the building in the house. So Yeah. Like I said, this this was uh this was a great house to be in, it really was. Right. Um and I think I'd mention this to you, but promotion to captain, it it was nice. Right. It came with some challenges. Definitely not worth it wasn't worth the pay, the pay increase. Um, if I could do it all over again, I would have stayed a lieutenant, ladder two, tour four. Yeah. Um, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. It was probably one of my best assignments. Right. Uh, without hesitation. And that was just because of the dynamic of the house. You yeah. Know? It was, it's awesome here. It, it's very hard to take 12 people, put them together in, in this type of situation, and have everybody, everybody just mesh together perfectly. Yeah. Everybody here got it. Everybody right. here loved the job. Like I said to you, this is the type of place where if something had to be done, the whole house jumped on it. Yeah. Hey, look, that paint's fading on the door over there. Let's paint it. No, they didn't just paint that. They sanded every door, painted every door, <laughs> you know, painted yeah. red stripes around the firehouse, you know, whatever it was. Tools had to be fixed. Right. They were on it in a heartbeat. And that, that just, that pride and that dedication comes through. And it's tough to get that that whole buy-in from a whole house. You know, there's just so many oh, personalities. Yeah. yeah. It takes one personality to kind of throw a house off. Right. Not here. This house just had everything going for it, which yeah. is great. And that's, that's, that's an outstanding... Uh, testament to the house itself and the culture just department yeah absolutely you know that's 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 good stuff you can't you know yeah you can't both sick at that can you (laughs) that's good stuff i mean you know i i've seen you know young guys probies they complain just taking the garbage out to the curb yeah 10 feet but here you got they're sanding down doors and painting doors that's that says a lot but that, that comes back to to the senior guys in the house right you know when we get when we get a new firefighter in this in this house, when we got one on tour four, um, they they didn't let them get away with anything. It was Good. much like when I came on with my older guys. It was you're going to do it this way, you know. 
and it got done. That's you awesome. Know? That doesn't happen. Every, I can't say that happens everywhere. There's yeah. some places where that, that lacks a little bit. Right. But here, no, it, it gets done. The senior guys really step up. You know, guys like Alvin, who's who's the senior man in the house. Yeah. He he runs a tight ship. He really does. That's good. You know, he has a lot of fun. He cooks great. Yeah. But oh, the, the guys here, ridiculous. They they uh, they keep it tight here, which is great. It, it was uh, the grill master. Yeah. <laughs> he says, um, "You like cabbage?" I said, "No, I hate cabbage." He's like, "Oh, you'll like my cabbage. It's got bacon in it." I'm like, well, if it's got bacon in it, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. I mean, yep. you, you can't turn anything down with with. Uh, so I had my vegetable and my bacon. Yeah, you're all set. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and and they're like, you know, you got to eat more. I'm like, I was full, bro. I could not take another bite. Yep. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed Th- it. That's like a secret, isn't it? It is. It really is. <laughs> it, should get, it should get out. <laughs> can I can I tell everyone about their secret? I mean, because that Go food ahead and do was, it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it no, I can't do that. Tell me. I got to. I got to keep it. But this is one of the things you know. As, as I'm leaning on my, my next uh, adventure now, right. it's one of the things I really miss is that that firehouse meal is a uh, right. And it's not just the food. It's right. the camaraderie. Like just being saw, there. Just prepping the meal. Everybody, you know, busting chops. Yeah. And, you know that and the, the great firehouse coffee. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> you can't beat the coffee on a show. Wow. Shirt. That's a that's a tour for a secret recipe. Yeah, I won't I won't say what what you told me is in it. Um, it's not alcohol, just so everybody knows. Nope. But it is delicious. Yeah, that's the best cup of coffee I've ever had. And I'm not just saying that. Yeah. It really really is yeah. good. It's it's awesome. So now that uh, now that you're moving on and um, you know you're no longer here, what uh, what do you th- what are you going to be doing with yourself? Oh, quite a bit. Okay. Quite a bit. So. Like I said, I am a volunteer still down in uh, Ocean County, Lenoka Harbor, Station right. 61. So lucky to lucky to have you. Uh, thanks. I'm, I'm very involved there. Good. Great bunch of guys. Um, and it's not the busiest house, right. but it's young guys that really want to do the job. A lot of good training going on. Good. And they know their stuff. They really know their stuff. And I'm real proud to be involved with uh, 61. Right. Uh, it's a great thing. Um, I had been a firefighter before at Forkard River, 60, and it was a busy house, you know, doing a lot of fast team stuff right. and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, this is just a, it's a great fit. And much like here, the the family side of it really hooked me. Uh, I was never, I had nothing to do with the volunteers until I moved down south. Okay. So 2008. Okay. And uh, once I got in and I saw the family dynamic of it, I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked because there's so much pride in those, in the house. Yeah. You know, when you're someplace where your father's been, your brother's been, Whatever it is, that's that's big. Yeah, absolutely. That's big. So yeah. It, it got me hooked. So I'll be spending a lot of time with them. Doing a lot. I work part time in Stafford Township. Yes. As a fire inspector. Yes. Um, which is great. You know, I'm very lucky. My boss down there, Heidi, she runs Heidi. Real good ship. You know, there. she's mad at us. I know she's mad. Yep. Something to do with the tiller. Yeah. You know. She threatened <laughs> me before I got here. She says, "If I see." Any pictures of you and a tiller, I'm never talking to you or Chris again. Yep, yep. <laughs> You're not serious, are you, Heidi? <laughs> so that, that, that's a great place. Uh, Stafford Township is a terrific place to work for. Yeah. Um, it's a rapidly changing town. Uh, it's really growing quickly. Right. Um, but the fire department there is, is top-notch. Oh. Um, so the Fire Prevention Bureau, we do a lot. But during a day, if there's a, if there's a fire or something like that, I have gear. I'll get involved down there. And it, the firefighters there, they, they get off the rig every single time. Right. All their gear, all their tools, and they know their job, and they get it done quick. And it's 
there's a lot there yeah. between the oh, yeah. the commercial occupancies, the big box stores, yeah. the residentials coming in, now all these multi-story uh, townhouses and stuff. It's There's a lot there. So I, I know I already said this in episode um, with Tidy, but it's a busy house. It is. I think Man, it's a busy house. They'll probably break 700 oh, easily. this year. We'll easily do 700. You know, and yeah. they're not BS calls. They're no, no. A lot of fires. We've seen work, yeah. A lot of accidents. Yeah, they go to work. Fast team calls. Yep. Um, you know, Ocean County itself is a very dynamic place because it really is. You're talking like, I think 900 and something square miles, and you can run the gamut there. Oh yeah. I mean, not just wildfires. Yep. Not just waterfront, you know, stuff. They have everything in that county, and just because the way the county is set up with their dispatch center, the right. coordinators, um, you do a lot. You go to a lot of different places. The resources are great. You know, quick plug. I mean, Brian Gabriel and his coordinators do a oh, yeah. great job of. Of moving resources around is terrific. Yeah, that absolutely. in combination with the uh, dispatch center, Ocean County Communications, it's it's a terrific setup. Yeah, uh, you know, so it's, I'm very lucky. I'm very proud to be a part of that. You know, so that that'll keep me busy for a while, hopefully. Good. And then, you know, because I have a little bit of free time, I also teach at Pasig County Fire Academy. Awesome. Uh, they're run through the county college, so okay. I'll work with them. We do the career daytime classes there. Right. Uh, I used to teach at Ocean County uh, Academy. Right. They've had a little bit of change there. I used to be an all-volunteer uh, instructors. Okay. Uh, about three years ago, we were able to get that over to paid instructors. Um, so instead of volunteering, and I didn't want to jump on a paid job, right. one of the other guys, I didn't even apply for one of the paid positions there. But I'll help out when they when they ask. Yeah. You know, I got no problem with that. It's a great academy. You see a lot there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's good. And then I also work for a company on the side doing some training great bunch of brothers and we uh travel all over the country fire ground technologies fire ground technologies yep okay we do uh, a lot of firefighter safety and survival stuff any kind of fire training bailout training focus mainly on bailout training cool and we uh we'll go all over the country and training that's that's awesome being able to work with brothers from all over the country oh, that's awesome brothers and sisters, that, wow. that's what i love about this show um yeah. getting to meet new people i mean like i met you and yeah. um and you know the brothers in there and the sister that's it's awesome. You get to meet new people all the time, and that's yeah. you know, what I like, like about this. Like I said to you, it's, it's same circus, different clowns, <laughs> yeah. right? Like I said, we just came back from, from a department out in Rhode Island, right? You know, in uh, East Greenwich. I sat down for a cup of coffee and morning. It's like I could have been here at this kitchen table. It's right. the same conversations. It's yeah. the same same stuff, and that, that's what's that's what's great about this job. It's, right. it's it's the same wherever you go. You know, when we uh, we drove up together. Um, which was, it was a good ride, and at least you got something yeah. to talk to the whole way. And the smell from yeah, North Jersey. Yeah, and the smell from North Jersey. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I thought you farted. Right. And then, uh, and then I realized we were in. Where we were. Where we were. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's not him. Because um, I was going to tell you, if you did, you need to get a colonoscopy done immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you had mentioned to me that, you know, training for you was your was your outlet. Yeah. Now explain that yeah. to me. Sure. So uh, after Al had, had, had died, right. um, I said I was in a bad place, but. John Lewis, again, who was, who was like my mentor. He was a big instructor. He does a lot of teaching all over the country. And I had been involved with training prior to that. Uh, the, the training officers here always kind of got me involved with the recruit classes. Right. But I just kind of, uh, I found that was, that was my passion. That was my release. You know, if I'm able to pass on anything, that's, you know, if I'm helping one firefighter, that's, that's a huge thing. Absolutely. You know, and I, I came to find that the more I taught and the more I was working with other people, it kind of it kind of helped because, like I said to you, the monuments are great, right. the stones and all that stuff. But if you want to 
actually honors somebody that, that dies in line of duty, you got to do everything you can so that doesn't happen again. Right. It doesn't just have to be in your department, wherever it is. If I can share one thing from that fire with somebody else that saves their life, well, you know what? Then I'm honoring Al. I'm making sure it never happens again. Right. That's big. And then yeah. there's the, the the pride side of it. I mean, I I can remember being in uh, Baltimore, for Firehouse Expo, and uh, just the middle, you know. So don't really know anybody around there. And all of a sudden, a girl walks up to me. She goes, "Oh, Instructor Freeman." The guys I'm with are looking like, "What the hell is this?" You know, Instructor Freeman. She goes, "I just want to say thank you." I said, "What's that?" Because of you and the guys at the Ocean County Fire Academy, I'm living my dream. I'm now a paid firefighter down in South Carolina. Awesome. It's like, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. That's big. You know, that's big. And so I find between that and then, like I said, in Ocean County, we have a uh, our recruit classes. They have to do a line of duty death program. Ray Van Water had started that. Cool. And it really makes the new people aware of what could happen. Right. Bad things happen to good people. Right. So they're assigned a, a line of duty death from New Jersey, and they're uh, – they got to do a presentation on it, you know, and they do a lot of research. They can't reach out to the families, but they got to do all their own research, and it really wakes them up to it, and he allows me to tell my story during that class. Right. Kind of drive home what had happened, and that's that's big for me. That's that's like my my release between that and the training, and that was something big that Ray had hit on in his episode. Right. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it was tough for me to watch. Okay. Um, Again, because that stuck with me for a long time. That that voice is still there today. Um, but it, he had so many, so many points. He was so on the mark with yeah. so many things, and that's 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 my re, my healing process is the training. And I just I take a lot of pride in that. You know. I uh, I didn't know Ray, uh, trainer from before the the episode. I mean, he reached out to me and said that hey, you know I I like what you're doing. Um, I'm, I'm buying into what you're doing. I, I think it's important. Right. And, you know, I, you have a platform. I, I want to come on and tell my story about losing my best friend. Right. So it, I think it was brave of him to come on and and, and talk about that and uh, and do that. But it's good to hear you say that uh, impacted you because, yeah. you know, I, I think a lot of people had to hear that. They had to hear that and they got to understand that it's, it's okay to talk about that right. stuff. It's okay yeah. to get it out there. Right. You know? Listen, it, it's you hear about it on TV all the time, or when you watch videos about we're the tough guys. You know, right. that, that's not the case, man. No. Listen, sometimes you got to just talk to somebody. Sometimes you got to you got to get tears in your eyes. You know, absolutely, it has to be. And you know, things might have been different for you if you didn't actually go out there and uh, during FDIC and talk to him, right? Thousand percent. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, when Al died, Caitlin was she was born in February. He died in May. Oh wow. You know, so after hearing his daughter scream like that I wasn't sure I could come back here and do this thinking about leaving you know God forbid something happens you know right. new baby at home yeah it, it was tough it really was yeah, we're, you know, we're, both fa- we're both fathers so I mean yeah. you, you know you know the last thing you want is your daughter to, to feel yeah. that pain you know absolutely and if again if I if John Lewis doesn't take you know tell me hey take a ride out there yeah if Jeff Shoup doesn't just sit down and have a beer with me where am I today? Do I do I finish out twenty five years or am I right? You know, flipping pizza somewhere. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, no, you I know, love pizza. But <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it made all the difference in the world. Just right. having somebody listen to you makes all the difference in the world. That's you know? awesome. And I think it it also shaped me here as an officer because it gave me a different perspective on things. Right. I'm not gonna lie to you. As a young firefighter, I was I was arrogant. I thought I knew it all up until that day. 
Plus, it, you work for Passaic. How awesome it, is that? It, it is awesome. That's gonna you know? give. That's gonna give you some uh, arrogance. Listen, that, it's a pride thing. I'm yeah, telling you. Like, like I said to you, when you when you go somewhere and a guy say, "Where do you work?" Oh, Passaic. Oh, we just watched one of your videos for training. You're like, you guys do some fires. So. Yeah. It's, it's a pride thing. The chest comes down. We're not the busiest department by any means. Right, we're right. fires. But we're not the slowest. So we, we see some good stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's, I, I don't know. It just helped me shape me as an officer because it gave me a different perspective on things. And I took it a lot, very, very seriously. Good. You know, even when they come to me, came to me volunteer service, said, hey, you want to be an officer one day. You got to understand, I take, I can have fun with you. Like, you know, we can train the whole thing. But I take being an officer very seriously because... These guys on the rig, I got to make sure they get home at night. I see true. what happens when it does when it doesn't yeah. go right. You know, you know, I, uh, I'm telling you that that front seat comes with a hell of a lot of responsibility. Oh it's you know, I, and it, it frustrates me at times to see people get in that seat, you know, because they want to get in the seat yeah. and they want to talk on the radio. But Jesus Christ, there's a lot that goes in with that, the responsibility yeah. in that seat. You and know, you're not, literally responsible for all the lives in that engine yeah, in that truck. It's, it's not just from the second the tones go off, right? And you get in that rig. Yep. It's what are you doing here to make sure your guys are ready to go? Right. You know, you can come in here and you can go through 24 hours and, you know, maybe you do a little drill, you do this, but how you motivate your guys and how you keep them interested in the job and what you're training on, how is it relevant? Right. Really trying to, to balance all that, knowing your guys and the guys that are you're working with on the engine, it's a dynamic situation and you have to get it. Uh, you have to get it right. And yeah. It's very easy to go wrong as an officer. Oh. If you if you're absolutely. too arrogant. Uh, it, it can bite you in the ass very quickly. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, so um, now that uh, now you're retired, what are you going to do with yourself? <laughs> you're going to do some training? You're going to continue to work for the company to train? And I'm, I'm going to continue to work for the company. Okay. Know, do some training. I'll stay busy up here at uh, State County Fire Academy, if, you know, whenever they need me. But uh, really, it's just going to be uh, what I, whatever I can, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. I, Isn't I, that great? I, I love... I love the fire service. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I can tell. I was, I was, it was time to, to retire. Right. Uh, but I love the job. I'm still able to do the job. Right. Uh, so I'm very lucky to be involved down in Ocean County and still get on the big red truck and yeah, yeah. You know, still. Do well, the you job. have a lot to offer. Um, you do, and and uh, you're a humble guy, so I know you're not going to talk about <laughs> that. But but again, I, I I do think that they're very fortunate to have you, um, and. Uh, They'll take advantage of your training and they'll take advantage of your experience. It's only going to help so. everyone. I hope know, so. Especially young guys coming in. So, again, the whole reason for the show, all you young firefighters just getting uh, onto the job or, you know, graduating the academy, talk to these guys. Talk to the senior guys, you yeah. know. Uh, use them as a resource, you know. I, I try to tell these young kids all the time, instead of sitting on your ass at the firehouse, start asking questions. Yeah. Talk to the senior guys, you know. Um, pick their brain. Nine times out of ten, they want to tell stories. They want to talk about the job. Yep, absolutely. You know, uh, it, I, I feel, uh, with 27 years on myself, I feel like it's our responsibility yes. to teach, to motivate, to mentor. Right. I, I mean, really, if, if you go out and you have all this knowledge and you just re, you retire or you stop going on the volunteer side right. and you take it with you, what are you doing? I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's your job. It's your responsibility. It, it, you have to pass it on. And, yeah. You know, like I would tell the newest person to – Never stop learning. Never stop taking classes. Right. You know, I, I've started when I was in the academy, and I haven't stopped since. It's awesome. You know, here I am retired. I still go to classes. I yeah. still want to learn. Never you know? never too old to learn. Never too old to learn. So, <laughs> Cap, um, I appreciate you coming on to the show. Yeah. It, it uh, certainly meant a lot to me. And uh, 
I'm a big fan. I mean, I, I really thank you. I, yeah. I got to tell you, though, you know, Chris Aldrich and Heidi, they did give me 20 bucks to kind of turn this around on you. And, uh, so tell me, Frank, why join you in a fire service? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's funny. It's funny. I uh, Although I'm on camera and, um, you know, it's a video show, I – you know, it's not about me. It's about it's about my guests and it's about the fire service. But but I will tell you that um, I I, uh, I too come from a family of firefighters. So for me, it was a no brainer. Yeah. You know, my my four cousins are all firefighters. Right. Uh, in Middlesex County, my um, my uncles are fire. My I have two uncles that are firefighters, and uh, so it, again, it was just it was in my blood. So as a young kid, in my six seven years old. Right. Watching my cousins and my uncles leave, you know, go to fires, go into the firehouse. Um, I knew right away. My grandfather was a firefighter, right? So I knew right away it was it was what I was going to do. Yeah. So at age fourteen, I I joined and uh, haven't looked back. That's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> haven't looked back, and I'm old now. I'm not going to say old I am, but I'm old. <laughs> and but, listen, man, brother, you're doing such a great thing with this podcast. Thank I mean, you, man. Really love the message. You know, big cool. fan of it. And, uh, you know, just keep it going. I see great things coming for you from this podcast. So. Oh, thanks, bro. You know. I mean, having you say that to me, you know, guys I respect, um, it, it means all the world to me. I mean, I, you know, a million people can tell me, you know, on Facebook or whatever that, but when people people say it and they mean it, you know, it means yeah. a lot, especially respected guys like you, because you're well-respected within the within the, the culture, and you know this industry. If uh, if it's bullshit, you're going to get called. Oh, they're going to call you on it right yeah. now. So and what's come back to reputation. Absolutely. Right? It's all you have. That's it. So um, now, because I have an awesome sponsor, which uh, I'll mention again, because I can't say enough about this guy, Sal, <laughs> if you're watching, buddy, I'm, I know you are Eagle emblems and graphics. Um, th this guy, you know, he doesn't know me. Right. You, you know right. what I mean? And uh, he started watching the show, and, and he bought in, and he told me just what you said. That he loves what I'm doing, and he says it's important to fire service, and he, he wants to be part of it. Um, so what he did was he made these uh, awesome patches. Oh, I mean, the good job, Sal. The, <laughs> the quality on it. When I first got these, you know, um, and I looked at the quality, you can actually see the reflection off the pin, off the uh, – off the queue on that's this. That's excellent. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, great work. So that's man. for you, man. Great. Thank um, you. Yeah, I want you to have that. And, and again, you know, um, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, yeah, brother. Mean, it means a lot, man. You my know? pleasure. Thanks. And then we got to see the trucks leave. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. yeah. So, got to see the tail go in and out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here it is, episode seven at Pin the Queue podcast. Um, glad you stuck in with us. Uh, just about an hour. But good thing is we got uh, some video from the kitchen. That's going to be the very, this is the very first episode where we filmed a meal in the kitchen. That should be good. That, that be it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And uh, and again, I, I know everyone was going to say everything they normally say because there's a video camera watching, but they were good sports and they and they let us film. So I'm excited to uh, to get that in that. And i got to get my last word in. Yes, All go right. ahead. Listen, everything that, that we've talked about today, everything that's here, it's only possible because of my wife and my daughters. So that's awesome. Sharice, Caitlin, Brianna, thank you. Thank you for letting me do what I love. Right. Because they put up a lot. They sacrifice a lot. And a lot of times you don't realize that the families give up a lot oh, for this. So absolutely. Thank you to them. Um, yeah. I'm glad you said that because that's a really good point. Um, yeah. Thanks for saying that. So again, episode seven here at Pin the Q. Again, we have uh, Instagram, Facebook, which the Facebook page is doing pretty good. I'm, yeah. I'm liking that. Um, and then, um, of course, this YouTube channel. Do me a favor, hit that red button that says subscribe because you got to hit that button. Once you subscribe, every time a new video comes out, you'll get notified. 
All right, pin the queue, episode seven. Take care. Be safe. God bless.